The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Diving deeper into the NFL season, we're about to jump into week 11 in the NFL. I I don't even know what happened. I feel like we were just talking preseason stuff, and now all of a sudden we're way more than halfway through the season and well onto our way into most people's fantasy playoff situations. So hopefully you are in the playoffs and this pertains to you. But if not, even still listen through. There's some players that you can maybe benefit from and maybe make a playoff push. But I have got Dan Titus back on the show. It's been a long time since he and I have had a chance to sit down and talk fantasy football. So Dan, welcome back to the show and thanks for joining me today. Rod, always a pleasure, man. Happy to be back uh, talking fantasy football with the SGPN crew. Oh, man, it's crazy that we're 11 weeks into this season. Uh, congrats on the success of this podcast. It was awesome being a part of it in the early goings, you know, in the preseason and whatnot. And uh, yeah, man, you guys have just been chugging along, pumping out great content as usual. Our rankings are doing very well. Um, thanks for all the DGEN support there um, and making sure that uh, you guys are ready for each week of fantasy football. So yeah, man, let's dive into some uh, playoff stashes. Absolutely, yeah. And so, you know, uh, Titus is part of the prop cast too, so we just want to make sure we get a, a cross-promotion on that one. So him and Moonoff hosting <laughs> that Friday prop cast with all the main slate. That's the Lord's work right there too, man. That's a lot to cover. So, Dan, make sure, you, or everybody go make sure you check out Titus on that show. Um, but yeah, all right. So you already know the format. It's three minutes. We're loading them up. we got 10 players to talk about. These players this week are players that... You can consider stashes for the playoffs because they've got some good matchups coming up. And not just that, but there's some decent waiver wire pickups for the now. So um, if you're in that playoff push and you're looking for players to add, because look, week 14, there are still buys. So, I mean, you're still going to need players to step in. So these stashes could help you out uh, in the midst of a bye week in week 14, which is, I think, most people's first week of the playoffs. So uh, definitely want to get ready for that. Um, All right, Titus, let's step in right from the jump, and we move to New England, where somebody we were talking about in the uh, preseason, and we thought was going to do a lot of huge things in the preseason, 
Um, maybe not so much, but lately he actually has been coming on strong. And of course, we're talking about Ramondre Stevenson. Um, last week, a really good game, 20 carries, 100 yards, uh, and two touchdowns. So big news out of him. But, but Titus, I want to know, because we're talking about stashes, is this a guy worth putting on your bench to speculate a couple more weeks down the road? Now, he does have a week 14 bye, but after that, he's got Indianapolis, Buffalo, and Jacksonville. So what are we doing with Ramondre Stevenson, Titus? Yeah, if you're in a position that you can stash Ramondre Stevenson, I would absolutely do it. Um, he saw 55% of the snaps in week 10, but dominated 69% of the RB carries. So of those 20 carries, he of the of the 29 carries that went to running backs, he got 20 of them. Now, the, the question is, we know Bill Belichick loves to run the ball. And Damian Harris, the only reason he missed the game is because it was due to a concussion. But I just read that he is limited. Uh, he was limited in practice on Tuesday. So with the Pats sitting at six and four, there's a good chance that, you know, they could get down the stretch after that week 14 bye and still have a potential playoff berth. Um, they're going to be going up against two really good teams in weeks 15 and 16, which I think should be most of the fantasy playoffs, um, just given the extra week in the season. So they're going up against the, the Colts first, and then you got the Bills. Two tough matchups, but it's really the week six, the week 17 matchup. So if you're in the championship, Ramondre Stevenson looks like a smash spot because they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we knew, who we know are complete and utter trash. So, like, if I'm setting up for that, like, I think he's going to be in a great position to potentially not even, you know, I think that Ramondre Stevenson proved that he needs to be getting carries. So he'll probably out touch Brandon Bolden in the backfield going forward. And wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a timeshare, you know, maybe a 60 40 split between. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson going forward because this guy can ball out. I mean, we talked about it to 100 yards, two touchdowns um, last week. So I think he's worth the upside of a stash. He's currently only 33% rostered in most Yahoo fantasy leagues. So you, you can't do better. If, if, if Damian Harris goes down, this guy's going to get a full workload and be a potentially a three down back. So I love Ramondre Stevenson for a stash. Yeah. Again, seven out of 10s. He's a seven out of 10 leagues. He's available. And look, he got you five points last week in a PPR as well. So, you know, over the last two weeks of play, he's been trending in the right direction. 10 carries, 62 yards against the Panthers, uh, two catches on two targets. So uh, you're right. He's getting usage and should uh, Harris go down, then definitely Ramondre Stevenson we've seen is the guy that's going to carry that load. And look, if he ends up being the passing down back as well, so much the better, right? I mean, in a PPR, you're looking for those good flex points. Certainly not an RB2, uh, but somebody to load up there on the uh, on the flex if you're really needing somebody down the stretch um, on a bye week. Well, 17 is not a bye week. But I mean, again, if you need someone down the stretch, uh, you could probably do worse than Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, especially if he does get a lot of play because he's a good player. We thought we talked about him in the preseason, right? So it's not like he's without talent. It's just now all of a sudden he's getting the opportunity to show it. Absolutely. He was one easily one of the best running backs in the preseason. And I think it only goes to show how good that, that new England uh, running back system is that they're just churning out backs. Um, and he's going to have the opportunity as the, as the season wears on. So I like him a lot. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right. So somebody whose name we, well, at the beginning of the season, uh, we're talking about at the as a 49er, right? In that in that backfield that got ridiculously crowded really quick. Uh, and and this was one of those head-scratching uh, pickups that the Niners had over the course of the offseason. And Wayne Gallman joined the backfield, but it was already so crowded. Uh, so now, of course, he's shuttled off to Atlanta, where Cordero Patterson 
has become the running back one, the, the gadget guy of all gadgets. But uh, Patterson dinged up a little bit. Gallman steps in last week, gets 15 carries for 55 yards. Um, not a bad little week for a guy who everybody left for dead. Uh, but the reason we're putting him on the radar now is because Cordero, uh, I guess we're, we're sort of kind of concerned for his health. Um, and so now with Wayne Gallman picking up the slack, I don't know. Does he look like a decent stash candidate? I mean, his name is floating around. These names that I'm putting up this week are names that I'm seeing floating around on Twitter, on Reddit, you know, all these places where people start talking about, should I, should I, should I? So we're here to help you decide whether or not you should. So is Wayne Gallman somebody that should be on our radar, Titus? Well, so the one thing I want to start off by saying is Mike Davis. I think we're going to have to pour out a little liquor for the homie, man, because he looks like he's a rat. He was a preseason favorite for a lot of people as a cheap RB2, maybe flex play, and he's just nowhere to be found right now. The fact that Wayne Gallman, a late season ad, or sorry, a, a, a late rostering um, early in the preseason, um, pretty much just came over there for free from, from uh, the 49ers. He's already passed them up on the depth chart, and we saw Cordero Patterson go down with an ankle injury. You know, Cordero Patterson hasn't, been able to remain healthy in uh, many of the seasons of his career. So despite him going down with an ankle injury, uh, just reading a recent report on Tuesday that he got in a limited session. So he may be okay, but given where the Falcons are, they, they are surprisingly in the conversation for a playoff in the playoff hunt. So if Mike Davis is out of the picture, I, I wouldn't be mad at stashing Wayne Gallman because he got 15 carries. Um, in a blowout against the Cowboys, but he did run for 55 yards and did see 43% of the snaps compared to Mike Davis, who only saw 37%, one target, four rushes for 18 yards. So Mike Davis looks like he's done. This is pretty similar to what happened last season when he was spelling uh, Christian McCaffrey. And um, I think you can do worse by getting a Wayne Gallman stash for late in the season uh, for the Falcons that have a pretty favorable schedule coming down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Carolina, San Francisco, Detroit, and Buffalo. So hopefully your your championship game in Week 17, you may not need Mike Davis. Uh, but if you're looking for somebody that's going to uh, help you in that bye week in Week 14, I mean, it does look like a, a really good matchup in Week 14 against the Panthers. Uh, because, again, we know that the Panthers are semi-vulnerable. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, we talked about Mike Davis uh, not last uh, Thursday because I wasn't here last Thursday. Uh, a big thanks to Scott Reichel for holding that one down. Uh, but we talked about it on Tuesdays. Like, is it time to drop Mike Davis? And it absolutely is. And the fact that Wayne Gallman got as much run as he did this last week absolutely proves the fact that it is time to, to part ways with Mike Davis because it looks like Wayne Gallman is next up after Cordell Patterson. And, I mean, this is a stash candidate, especially if... Cordero Patterson suffers another injury late in the season, which could happen. I mean, it gets late. Old bones start creaking some more. And, um, you know, especially somebody who's been used as much as Cordero Patterson. So, um, yeah, he's never seen a usage this high. But, you know, this is why we're talking about this, right? These are guys that you're going to be targeting for home runs later down the stretch. There's going to be some teams that are going to be better than others that are out of playoff contention that you may not be getting stud production out of some of these players. So you'll want to have these backups before the rest of your roster, your league mates, get a hold of them. So something to consider. Wayne Gallman's definitely someone that's out there that if Cordero Patterson does have this lingering issue, um, he could step up and, and give you some uh, RB uh, probably some fle RB3 flex play upside there. 
Absolutely. Uh, all right. Somebody who uh, is a stash because he's definitely uh, somebody that, that people had rostered across the board. Uh, and Devontae Parker heavily, heavily, I guess, uh, anticipated coming into the season, right? The opportunity to play with Tua again, um, really come in and, and do something in this offense, and then gets put on IR. Uh, so now we're targeting a, a return date for Devonte Parker. Uh, is this worth stashing on your bench now? Uh, because Devonte Parker, the Dolphins have been a, a head scratching team uh, coming into this uh, this this week. It's really they're either up or they're down. Um, they beat Baltimore last week for all intents and purposes. No one gave them that, and this is their second win in a row. Of course, they they beat the Texans the week before. Um, but this is a Dolphins team that could win. I mean, they lost what was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row before their two win. Uh, you know, last week. So when Devontae Parker comes back, this is an opportunity for him to come to a team that could be on a winning streak some more. I don't know. What are we thinking, Titus? I mean, how much stock are we putting that's, in Devontae Parker's return? Yeah, that that's high hopes. I don't I don't know that Miami has turned the corner to the point where I trust them at all going forward. But I do like Devontae Parker's uh, prospects when Tua is the quarterback. In three games this season with Tua, Parker was averaging 5.6 receptions for almost 70 yards per game. He didn't score a touchdown, but that kind of volume is what you want to see out of a wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver three um, in 12 in 12 team competitive formats. And, you know, if you look at last season, he didn't really play particularly well with Tua. He only averaged 3.6 receptions for 43.1 yards. So there's been some rapport. Um, there's been some rapport. Um, improvement with with these two players and there isn't really many people catching the ball out in Miami Will Fuller's been on the shelf all season he's not probably not coming back there's definitely something going on there Preston Williams hasn't been around really Jalen Waddle's really been the man that's been handling um much of the targets and the receptions and he's looked great but he is the slot man so you need someone eventually to take the uh the top off and that's Devontae Parker um and we've seen Mike Kosicki was a, a zero last week had seven targets no catches so I think that they're, the, the Miami Dolphins are certainly looking for someone else to produce. And I think that that would be Devontae Parker once he comes off of IR. They do get the Jets, New Orleans, and, and New Orleans in weeks 15 and 16, which is pretty favorable. And then they close out with the Titans. So not horrible matchups. Like this is something that all those, those defenses can be exploited. So um, I, I like Devontae Parker as a late stash here. Yeah, and he, he's scheduled for a Week 12 comeback. I mean, that's when they're anticipating a Week 12. So uh, this would be the waiver wire cycle to probably run to grab him now before he's fresh off of everybody's uh, lips for the next cycle of, of uh, what do you call it? <laughs> of waivers. Uh, in fact, so he's, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot, the, the sound threw me off. Uh, he's available in, what, 6 out of 10 Yahoo leagues and about half of ESPN. So people have dropped him because of his IR status, but... Uh, now's the time that you should probably end up scooping him up again uh, to make a run down the stretch because you could get a viable wide receiver too out of this, right, coming down the, the, the stretch. So uh, definitely, I think, worth a stash in the long run. Uh, looking ahead, I mean, he's got a, four, a week 14 bye, uh, but he's come back to the Jets, the Saints, and the Titans. Uh, you want to talk about a good playoff stretch. Uh, the Jets, for sure. New Orleans, I'm pretty sure he can catch some passes against New Orleans. Uh, Tennessee might be tough, but I mean, at least for those first two weeks, you could be looking at a good yeah, wide receiver too. Yeah. Anytime that the Jets are involved in the playoff picture, 
fire pick those players because they look abysmal. And then at the same time, New Orleans, while they've been super stout on their defensive um, on the stopping the rush, um, they are vulnerable in the pass game. So yeah, and whichever Simeon at quarterback, I feel like you just don't know what you're going to get each week out of the Saints. So uh, yeah, and who knows who's going to be the quarterback by that time? So Could be yeah, I like Devontae yeah. Parker. So. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on to the New York football Giants. Boy, these guys, no one can stay healthy in this <laughs> in this lineup, can they? Not one. <laughs> Not it's one. Disastrous. Uh, Dante Pettis was among the ones that got uh, injured here in last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, wasn't a spectacular showing because obviously he only had two games really worth of stats to show for it. Uh, but I mean, look, he had 11 targets in week six versus the Rams. He had five targets. He caught all of them against the Panthers, right? A touchdown against Carolina. So Dante Pettis was making a little bit of noise in that offense. And we've seen that receivers cannot stay healthy. So he may end up coming back sooner rather than later. And uh, I mean, look, we, we're, we're kind of grasping at straws at this point because a lot of the folks that uh, are already rostered are, are, are going to already be rostered, right? I mean, a lot of these waiver wire guys, a lot of these stash guys, they're names that are further down the list than you're probably comfortable with actually talking about, um, but could have a little bit of actual value coming down the stretch. He's, he's slated to return just before the fantasy playoffs in week 13. And again, when you're talking about pass catchers, because Daniel Jones hasn't looked all that bad lately either. Um, I know because he's on my Scott Fishbowl team and he's actually looked rather decent at that point. Um, but, you know, they got the Chargers who are prone to give up a lot of passing yards. They got the Cowboys and the Eagles uh, and then the, the Bears in the fantasy stretch. That is that is Dante Pettis's um, uh, competition into the fantasy playoffs. Obviously, he's not rostered in any leagues right now because no one really has their name on his lips. But with a week 13 uh, return date, Titus, is this a guy who we can speculate on or should we just go ahead and uh, run out the clock and move on? Yeah, shout out to Kramer here. I think we've all run out the clock on the Giants in general <laughs> this year. There's no all rise. We're all, it's anything. It's just death of a slow death of, of the Giants. And uh, it continues on, man. And to be honest, like I have no interest in Dante Pettis. I, I don't, He's just been such a frustrating receiver in general. Um, he's been on several different teams, always has these flash in the pan moments where he'll go off. Um, so I've seen in two games this season, um, he got 11 targets in week six versus the Rams. That was a blowout. And then he got week in week seven, he got five targets, um, also had five receptions, but he doesn't give you that much. His ceiling is just very, very low to me. And I would rather... If you're going to be targeting Giants players, I would go for Kadarius Tony. He's 43% rostered in Yahoo leagues. And then also Sterling Shepard, who's 34% rostered in Yahoo leagues. I think that those guys, there's enough, there's enough sample size from those two guys that if either one of them are out, they will dominate the targets. Minus the last Kadarius Tony game where he only got one target, but I think that that was an anomaly. Jason Garrett, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but obviously Kadarius Tony has shown in limited sample size that he needs the ball in his hands and can create plays, especially with Saquon Barkley out. So um, their offensive line is trash. So, you know, Daniel Jones is either going to be running or throwing the ball a lot. And if there's some options out there, I, I'd lean towards Kadarius Tony and, and Sterling Shepard, and they're not very highly rostered. So there could be some managers out there that are frustrated. 
scoop them up, trade for them, do what you got to do. Um, I think that this, they're going to be have a pretty favorable schedule, especially if you get to the fantasy uh, championship week 17 versus the Bears. They should cook. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I kind of share your opinion on Pettis. And again, like I said, the only reason I'm putting these names out there is because they're out there uh, and folks are actually right. considering this. So uh, we want to talk you off the Dante Pettis ledge because again, there's so many <laughs> more options. And, and look, even Evan Ingram, as frustrating as he yeah. is, has some sort of value every once in a while. Don't ask me when that value is because <laughs> I don't even think he knows when he's about to go off. Uh, but by and large, yeah, definitely Pettis is the guy that you want to go ahead and leave on the waiver wire. He's not owned for a reason, um, or he's not yeah. rostered for and a reason. Ingr and, and Ingram's only 32% rostered. So I don't know, man, again, the giants are trash. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's three of their most important players that have less than 40, less than 45% roster ship across, uh, Yahoo fantasy league. So. Um, I think that the consensus is that the Giants suck and RIP to all rise. <laughs> uh, well, RIP not to Mohamed Sanu. <laughs> I, of course, as a Niner fan, was pretty excited when I heard that they were going to get Mohamed Sanu. Uh, I, I definitely did not dislike him, and I thought this would be a good addition. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't gotten to see the best of Mohamed Sanu uh, as he was injured, uh, but he's expected to return now in week 13 to a 49er team that is resurrected. Okay, well, at least maybe they had a good game finally. Uh, but here's the thing about the 49ers receivers, right? I mean, past Debo Samuel, uh, past, well, George Kittle's been disappointing this season by and large. Uh, not Okay, let's not say disappointing. He has not had the Kittle-like season that we all thought he was going to have. Um, but for the most part, you know, you, you kind of get a fall off after Debo Samuel. Uh, Ayuk showed up, right? That was nice to see again. Uh, but again, you just never know. But one name that really started to, to I guess, gain some traction was Mohamed Sanu, especially against Chicago. Um, he only had three pass. He only caught three passes for fifty nine yards. But it seemed like, I mean, by the eye test, Jimmy was looking at him almost every single time, right? So it's like Mohamed made the big plays when Jimmy needed a big play to be made. So for me, I just feel like coming down the stretch. Uh, when he comes back, they got Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, and the fantasy playoffs. These are all games in which more than one Niners uh, receiver could have value. And not just that. I mean, this guy could be a flex player for you in the stretch, I think. Uh, and he's not even rostered. I mean, he's he's not owned in or not rostered in any Yahoo or ESPN league. So you're getting him on the absolute cheap uh, with a 13, week 13 uh, return date against Seattle. So he could even help you get into the fantasy playoffs if you are not there yet and you need to overall win, in my opinion. But uh, wh what are your feelings on, on Mohamed Sanu and that whole 49er situation over there, Titus? Yeah, as a Niner fan, I'd just be really confused because Jimmy Garoppolo has been great over the last three weeks. He's had a QB rating over 100 for the first time uh, in a long time. And, uh, you know, they, they just led a he just led the team to a victory against the Rams on Monday night. So. Uh, the five right now, and part of me is like, I don't know that I can trust Jimmy Garoppolo enough to want to invest in Muhammad Sanu, especially in the fantasy playoffs. And this is the only receiver that I really feel comfortable rostering for the Niners. And this includes George Kittle is Debo Samuel. Debo, Debo Samuel's like the number two rated PFF 
wide receiver right now behind Cooper Cup. He's a monster. The way that they scheme him the ball, he's just so dynamic. Like, I don't even – Brandon Ayuk is probably maybe the only other person besides George Kittle that I would consider. But Ayuk is just so boomer bust that I can't rely on him either. So I think Sanu's relevancy is really going to be dependent upon if Debo Samuel gets hurt. And ultimately, we could see a QB change – later on the season if the Niners don't continue on this on this path. But, um, yeah, they, they still have some tough sledding to do in the NFC West to catch up to the Cardinals as well as the the, the Rams. But, um, yeah, I don't know that I could put my stock in this new. Maybe if I'm in a deep 16, 18, 16, 20 team league, I could probably take a swing on it. But it's only going to be contingent on whether Debo Samuel gets hurt. If I got room on the bench, I'm I'm taking a chance. I'm gonna speculate on a Muhammad Sanu, especially if I already know I'm in the fantasy playoffs. If I've you know pretty much ridden my team pretty hard, uh, and, and maybe need somebody in week 14 to spell one of the Indianapolis receivers that I might be losing, maybe Pittman. Right? I mean, I could probably yeah, slide. Yeah, in. I mean, who knows? Debo hasn't stayed healthy for most of his career, so yeah, you know, could well, happen. Law of averages, he's probably going to get nicked up at some point. So oh, that, I think that that could be the opportunity that Sanu, Sanu needs. Don't you put that evil on me, Dan Titus. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to step away, uh, pay some bills. And when we come back, we got five more players to stash on your bench or not uh, coming into the fantasy playoffs. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I already know that you are ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips, so get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses for you to use. Look, you're licking your chops right now at the New England and Atlanta game. There's a lot of great bets that you can make on that Thursday night NFL matchups. So make sure you head over to WinBet right now to get in on it. If you're a new user, you can bet a buck and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. And even still, whatever you wager, whatever the first wager is, is from you. WinBet is going to match it up to 200%. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you're going to get a $200 free bet. Can't go too crazy though. The max wager is $750. So of course, 1500 match is the max. So you get great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. As always, we are brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. If you see a bet you like, but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for the price you think is fair, then you can buy it. So use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. Double the cash, of course, as always means double the odds. You love sports betting. You know you do. So you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time so your bet doesn't need to win. How many times have you heard me say it? At least 43. (laughs) 
I'm going to say another time. It doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. So get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. If you're looking for a new challenge, Better Fantasy is that challenge. It's a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. Yes, your very own fantasy football league, your home league. You can start betting on the matchups. Plus, you can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're brand new. They're looking to grow the early adopter community, so help them do that by using their slick app. It's fun to use. And, of course, one of the reasons why we love it here at the SGPN is because it also offers prop betting. You know we're all about that prop betting. If you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, I'm raising my hand, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone or Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Jumping back in to our stash candidates or not in the fantasy playoffs, Rod Gomez here with Dan Titus. It is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. Hopefully you guys are in the fantasy playoffs already. Hopefully you already know that you're in. You've done all of your uh, waiver moves that you needed to do all season long to get there. And now you're uh, just resting comfortably and you're just trying to stash the best team for the next few weeks. Uh, and hopefully we've helped you out so far, but we got five more to go, Dan. And, and these get kind of interesting. I mean, again, it's funny because people go, well, why don't you do like a start sit with all the big names? It's Cause I don't got to tell you to start the big names, right? You're not, you're not scratching your head thinking, do I start? Uh, well, when Derrick Henry is healthy, do I start Derrick Henry? Right. Do I start Justin Herbert? No, I don't got to tell you to do that. Of course, you know, to do that. It's these other guys, these periphery guys that we got to give you some some clarification on, right? So, uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let, let's keep going. Let's roll. Uh, we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who? Oh man, how in the world can you tie the worst team? Ask Najee Harris. <laughs> he had no idea that uh, apparently you could even tie in football. So. Uh, it's so <laughs> bad. I know, right? I mean, like what the clock ran out, and and we. I thought we still kept going. No, this isn't college. You don't just keep going. Uh, but anyway, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? I mean, they are looking every bit as disheveled now as as they are. Uh, ben Roethlisberger goes uh, with COVID. Now we have uh, <laughs> our his replacement, who's not very good. So receivers are at a premium in this case. But one actually stood out a little bit, and we're talking Ray Ray McLeod, who kind of cut through the noise, had himself a decent little game, has some... Um, some rapport with his new quarterback. He went nine catches, 63 yards. Uh, you know, really, really decent day for Ray Ray McLeod. But is this sustainable? And are we trying to stash him and look ahead to the fantasy playoffs with a guy like Ray Ray McLeod? Yeah, part of me is is putting Ben Roethlisberger into the Jimmy Garoppolo category of, I don't know that I can trust you. And you know, Ray Ray McLeod, I mean, he he broke out in week 10, right? Like you you said it, nine catches, 63 yards. He got 12 targets. I don't know how the hell the Steelers blew this and weren't able to come out with a victory. On the other side of the ball, DeAndre Swift had more rushing yards than Jared Goff. So like that shows you how bad <laughs> the Detroit Lions are. But anyway, uh, Chase Claypool uh, is expensive. 
expected to practice tomorrow, that being Wednesday. So I think that that might cap the upside of Ray Ray McLeod. Um, he has had other games where he's gotten targets, though. I mean, he in week four, he had, or excuse me, week three against Cincinnati, he had four targets, uh, three receptions for 33 yards. So he's still, he's still going to be on the field. He plays special teams. So, you know, if you're in one of those leagues that you still get rewarded points for punt returns or kick return touchdowns, he does still handle that special teams work. So there is some upside there. Um, but I don't know that I can hinge my fantasy playoffs on a Ray Ray McLeod unless we see Mason Rudolph be the quarterback because clearly they have something going on likely because, you know, as a backup quarterback, he gets to play with the fours and the fives um, and the receiving group. So I'm sure that him and Ray Ray have been throwing, throwing bombs to each other, um, getting that connection ready to go over the course of the season in practice. So um, I think that there could be, if there's, if this Claypool injury goes longer than just, you know, a week, we could see Ray Ray McLeod actually have some fantasy relevancy. It would probably be in deep leagues, but you know, I think this is really this is really dependent upon whether Claypool is hurt and uh, whether Mason Rudolph could actually be their quarterback going forward, which we don't know, right? It's not like Ben Roethlisberger has been particularly good. He's been awful. So hey, who knows? <laughs> yeah, this is one guy that is safely going to stay on the waiver wire, in my opinion, as well, because likely he'll be there when you need him, if you need him. Like if yeah. you, if you're right. really desperate and all of a sudden it comes to a push comes to shove in week 14, 15, 16, chances are he's still going to be there. So this is not a waiver uh, run that you need to actually try to put anything on Ray Ray McLeod. Um, leave his nine catches uh, alone for this week. Don't chase the points uh, because it's just, I won't be there. I don't think it'll be there again next week. I don't think it'll be there the week after. Um, you know, again, like you said, with Chase Claypool might be coming back. Uh, there's just no reason for you to go chasing after Ray Ray McLeod. So don't fall into that trap, please. <laughs> Maybe dynasty formats, though. He might have some upside there. Uh, you never know. Juju Smith Schuster is going to be gone probably after this season. And then uh, James Washington also is another guy that uh, could be dealt at some point. So they may be out of body soon enough. And we know Big Ben, after what we've seen this season, he's probably not. He's couldn't play again, but who knows? That guy's always on the fence until the last minute, and then he always throws his name in the hat. So uh, who knows? But there's a lot of there could be some upside in dynasty leagues. Every season, the guy does this. I'm not going to play, and then sure enough, what does he do? <laughs> right. He comes out and plays. Uh, it's either the Steelers make him a deal he can't refuse, or he just really can't let it go. So. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. Let's go back to the Niners uh, because we're going to talk about a, a, a man that's coming back now. He's actually back. Uh, and thank goodness for that. Niner fans love him. And Jeff Wilson Jr. is is returned to the field. Of course, there was a lot of people that thought he was going to take the huge step forward this season. Uh, you know, obviously with McKinnon going and with uh, everybody pretty much jumping ship. Of course, we brought in a ton of new running backs, but still, uh, Wilson and and uh, Mostert were supposed to be the guys coming into this season. Obviously, it didn't happen with Wilson getting hurt before it even started, but he's back now, and he actually saw 10 carries uh, for 28 yards in that win against the Rams, uh, and 10 touches. I mean, look, I mean, most of those obviously were in kind of garbage time, but that's 10 carries and a guy that just came back. Um and with Elijah Mitchell actually still kind of reeling from his own injury, 
could we see Jeff Wilson's usage ramp up a little bit? And is this worthy enough of somebody that we're going to try to speculate on, especially heading into the fantasy playoffs soon? Because in my opinion, Wilson was primed to take that leap. We, we all kind of saw it last season. We saw that he was one of the better guys. He, good compliment to Raheem Mostert. Uh, and, and, you know, going down the stretch, we talked about the Niner schedule. They got Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. Boy, if you're in week 17 and Wilson has hit his stride and you have him, whew, boy, that, that heck of a pickup there for your championship uh, week, especially if he is the pass catching back, which I have a feeling that he could end up becoming once more in, uh, or, and then the, the short yardage goal, short yardage goal line back too. Cause he kind of did that as well last season. Um, yeah, you could be in for some fantasy goodness with Jeff Wilson. Uh, I think so. I think he's worth the stash, but Titus, I mean, maybe my homerness is showing, maybe my, my Niner fan is showing, uh, but I want to know what a non Niner fan feels about Jeff Wilson. Hey, this non Niner fan feels great about Jeff Wilson jr. Of the people that we talked about Ramon J Stevenson, uh, Devonte Parker, I would put Jeff Wilson right behind Ramon J Stevenson as the second this guy needs to be as the second most uh, favorable person to pick up for fantasy playoffs. He needs to be rostered in, in 10 to 12 team formats, mainly because Elijah Mitchell, he broke his finger on Monday. We don't know what the significance of that injury is. My bet is he'll play through it. He seems to be a pretty durable guy. He's playing through rib injuries already. Um, but the thing we do know about Jeff Wilson Jr. is that Kyle Shanahan loves him. And like you said, I mean, last season, Jeff Wilson was the guy. He led them in the in the um, he led the fantasy managers. He led them late in the season uh, to fantasy gold. And we know what he can do when giving carries. Man, this guy's seen uh, workloads of over twenty carries several different games, several different times throughout the season. So um, the fact that he has pass catching upside, he knows the scheme already, and he he's proven to be productive. Like this is a guy that that absolutely has to be stashed. Um, for his upside of what he could be doing in a run-heavy scheme that that Kyle Shanahan runs. So, yeah, I'm all in on Jeff Wilson Jr. If he's out on your waivers, scoop him up immediately. And look, we talk about stashing for the playoffs. This is one of those guys that I think even if you grab him on the waiver wire, this I mean, he's going to help you down the stretch, not just for the playoffs, but maybe even to help you make a playoff push uh, because you're right. He definitely is worth the, the speculation because he gets used, and he's good when he gets used. So... With his first game back, like I said, to get 10 touches, that, that says something. That says something about the faith they have in him. Obviously, 2.8 yards of carry is not where you want to uh, hit home on. But again, I'll take it, right? That's that's something that I will definitely take. So, uh, all right. Let's I mean, la oh, last, last season, real quick, 600 yards and 10, t 10 total touchdowns mm -hmm. in limited action. Yeah. You, you don't just get that anywhere. So, yeah, prioritize this guy as one of the top waiver pickups this week. Uh, behind Ramondre Stevenson. Yep, especially if you're hurting at uh, at running back. There's been a lot of attrition going on lately. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you definitely yes, want to be ready for the next man up. Uh, speaking of ready for the next man up, what's up with Tyler Johnson? I, I mean, okay, in Tampa Bay's defense, they did lose last week in a surprising fashion. Uh, but by and large, I mean, look, Tyler Johnson all of a sudden kind of emerged with, with five targets on that thing. So... Uh, we're talking about Tyler Johnson. Is this somebody we're going to think to have some more uh, worth going down the stretch, Titus? Yeah, I think he can because, you know, AB is not back yet. Um, he still has to do 
uh, some rehab and it's obviously going to need to integrate back into the offense, but I'm really playing the long game on this one. And the Buccaneers, despite their loss this past weekend to the Red, to the Washington football team, I, I think that there's going to be some upside in the end of the season and picking up these uh, wide receiver three, wide receiver four guys for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And look at, I mean, just look at their schedule week 15, New Orleans, week 16, Carolina, and then it gets even better in the championship, New York Jets. And for some reason, I don't I don't foresee that even if Tom Brady, I think Tom, number one, I think Tom Brady is going to go to set records this year. He's already, um, I think as of last week, he was leading the, the NFL in touchdowns for in touchdowns this season. So he's still going to continue to put up monster numbers. And I don't see that anywhere stopping. We've seen Chris Godwin be a little bit hobbled. He came into week 10 uh, questionable with an ankle injury. He wind up gutting through it. He tends to do that, but who knows? He could get hurt. Mike Evans has been also pretty durable, but you know we're talking about a spread offense here where really Bruce Arians just loves throwing the ball, and I think Tyler Johnson has shown in limited time that he can be targeted, and you know Rob Gronkowski isn't coming back anytime soon. O.J. Howard's been uh, a non-factor. So you're looking at these slot guys that Tom Brady has always favored um, in his offensive skill, in his offensive sets. And Tyler Johnson's a guy that I'm targeting as a stash that I think could really be profitable uh, come the end of the season, especially if there's going to be injuries on the Buccaneer side. Well, and then again, we've seen productivity out of him. I mean, in week eight against New Orleans, he had five catches, 65 yards. Uh, week five against Miami, three catches, 42 yards. And then in week three, three catches for 63 yards. So, uh, you know, t- uh, Tom Brady's found him and, and he's found him as often as he wants. And if Tom Brady wants to make somebody fantasy relevant, I think it's very simple for him to do that. Yeah. Uh, cause he is Tom Brady and, and look, you're right. When you start talking about fantasy playoffs, cause that's what we're talking about. Stashes, uh, New Orleans, Carolina, New the jets, like that's, that's the dream right there. You want that kind of matchup. Um, and you never know at that point, they could be throttling down with guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans because they want to save them for the playoff run. I mean, obviously, we know Tampa Bay right. is all but locked in to the playoffs. And they really have to do a lot to screw up their chances. So at that point, right. when you get to 14, 15, 16, they could already be there. And they could be saying, all right, guys, let's, uh, let's kind of save you a little bit. We're not going to go as hard. And guys like uh, Tyler Johnson can step up. We saw what Scotty Miller can do, right? I mean... Th- Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah. And Scotty Miller became fantasy relevant in PPR leagues last season. So I think that that's the role that he could fulfill and he's looked good. We've seen him have flashes of uh, what he can do. So yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a a nice bench stash late in the season. Yep. Absolutely. If you listen to this show, chances are you've probably heard about prize picks, but if this is your first episode, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this site. I do. And I know that you're going to as well because prize picks has the best NFL DFS prop game on the market. It also offers more NFL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players, as well as those on the bench, only recording a handful of snaps each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our users that deposit and use our promo code are going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code SGP. You pick two to five players 
and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers no one else you're playing against yourself and your knowledge and your capability to predict over unders it's that simple prize picks allows mixed sports entry too so you can take the over on lebron james and combine it with the under on patrick mahomes in the very same entry Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is literally that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. My question is, since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? So when I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself through their fully functioning and free web application. You can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money transferred on the app. It's purely competitive. So the next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds, or you can generate a bet by changing any metric you want, as long as somebody is on the other side that's willing to accept. Let's go back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io today to join the revolution. And of course, as always, go download that SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you access to all of our podcasts and our picks. And of course, don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. This is one that you added. And we're going to go right back to the 49ers again. I mean, that on me for scheduling the 49ers scattered all over the place. But I, that's all right. Uh, we'll, we'll take them as they come. But this is one you tossed in. And again, as yeah. a Niner fan, my heart hurts because I love Trey Lance, but I love Jimmy Garoppolo. But I mean, look, the writing is on the wall that at some point Trey Lance is going to get the keys. But are we thinking it could be as soon as the fantasy playoffs, Dan? You seem to think so. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the wheels to fall off for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like, and it, it, I think, you know, I, I put this in there with the assumption that this is going to be the, the 49ers high. Sorry, Rod. But like, <laughs> I feel like this is where it's going to start to go south. They're, they came off Monday Night Football off the bye week looking great. Kyle Shanahan silenced the critics of, that he can't win against the spread. But I don't think that the, the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. They're sitting at four and five. They have this uphill climb that I stated earlier. And ultimately, I think it's going to be it's going to be a situation where we've seen enough of Jimmy. He sucks. And we it's time to give Trey Lance some opportunities here to get some more snaps. And we saw him in limited fashion early on in the season. He wasn't ready. Uh, I think with these additional weeks that he's had to, to sit, hold the clipboard, take some mental notes as well as look at the uh, the game flow. I think he'll be ready by the end of the fantasy playoffs. And if you look at the San Francisco 49ers schedule, they get the Falcons in week 15, the Titans in week 16, and then they close out with the Houston Texans, which to me, even if they do make this miraculous run to the playoffs, uh, it kind of gives me a vibe of when 
they turned the, they turned over from Alex Smith to Callan Kaepernick late in the season, and then they went on that run to eventually make the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to make that kind of run because they're not going to make the playoffs. But I think it's going to go the other way where they're just going to you know give up in a lost season, see what they have in their rookie quarterback, and I think that he could be a really productive uh, quarterback for you in fantasy playoffs. Um, assuming he gets the keys to the offense, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. So this one's more of a reach, and it's certainly going to have to take some factors to go come into play to come to fruition, but I would be okay with taking Trey Lance, his upside, as a rushing quarterback dual threat late in the playoffs. And what's crazy is he's rostered in 17% of Yahoo leagues, 8% of ESPN leagues. So this is a guy that a lot of people drafted in the early part of the season because they thought that he was going to get the start. But then obviously with Jimmy playing the way he did, Trey getting hurt himself, uh, it was time to make room on the roster for somebody else because obviously Trey Lance was not a viable fantasy option for you at that point. Mm -hmm. So now if you have a deep bench, again, if you are already locked into the playoffs and there's somebody that's bogging you down at the end of their, at your bench uh, and you're, you're just trying to maybe speculate on a guy that can get you somewhere else. Um, although if you've gotten there, you might have a really good quarterback already. Uh, but of course in a two quarterback league, this could definitely be a, a move that would uh, pump you up, especially if there's an injury late in the season. Uh, because look, yeah, Trey Lance is—he's a talented guy. I'm not ever going to argue that, and I, I think we're, our future is kind of safe with him. Uh, but for now, he just—he really needs to understand what's going on in the league. And and you're right, game times, game reps are about the only way that they can get that done. Uh, and Jimmy's going to ride off into the sunset next season. Uh, and look. I again, I know that he's not what we wanted him to be, but I just you see it like you see him good Jimmy and then you see bad Jimmy. And it just when those two decide to actually like come together and become just good Jimmy for somebody, somebody's going to be very lucky. (laughs) Somebody's going to be very lucky to have Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a that that's a hope and a prayer at this point. (laughs) I the only thing we can rely on rely on Jimmy Garoppolo is to date. Uh, beautiful women. Yeah, he's, he's got that down pat. <laughs> when he hits on Aaron Andrews. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's turn our attention. I, I threw a DST into the mix because we don't ever, we kind of largely ignore DSTs. Uh, but if you're going to make a run and if you already are in the fantasy playoffs and you don't already have the Los Angeles Chargers DST, this needs to be one that you grab and you hang on to. Let me read off the fantasy playoff schedule for the Los Angeles Chargers. In week 14, they have the New York football giants. In week 15, a little dicey, but somebody that you know that you can score some points off of. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. But in week 16 and 17, here's where you lick your lips. The Houston Texans and the Denver Broncos, both of which can be easily exploited. Uh, And I'm telling you, it's the Denver Broncos at home. So uh, this is a Chargers defense that will be at home. Uh, So to me, Titus... I know I am going to run to the waiver wire this week and I'm going to grab them. I don't normally stash TSDs, but that is such a chop licking uh, schedule down the rest of the way that I have to have them on my roster for the fantasy playoffs or at least to block somebody from getting them in that instance. Uh, but right. what are your thoughts on the on the Chargers DST? Yeah, I like that you said that it's a from playing a little defense there with your defensive pickup. Um, I like the idea of picking up multiple defenses in the fantasy playoffs because you do want to uh, protect 
other league mates from having to get some of those more uh, viable and and pro- and productive defenses against some some of these exploitable matchups. And uh, I like where you're at with this because the the Chargers can their front line, their defensive front line can absolutely pr- apply pressure with Joey Bosa. Uh, we've seen them uh, have a little bit of inconsistencies in terms of um, their ability to stop the run. They haven't been able to do that at all. But you know, against the Houston. Texans, the Houston Texans don't even run the ball. They don't have any running backs left. I mean, who, who's who's playing there? David Johnson and Philip Lindsay? Like nothing. That, that's 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 a cakewalk. Um, and then you have Denver, who can't figure out what kind of identity they want to have each week. So um, Denver is definitely a team that I would love to target in Week 17. Houston, absolutely. Um, and being that you're stashing them, you know the KC matchup obviously is not ideal, but. I will say that that's going to be a really important game come the end of the season, right? Like the Kansas city chiefs have not pulled away. Like the NFC West is live right now. So who knows the, the implications of what that game could be in week 15 and they can apply pressure on the, on the, um, on the Kansas city chiefs uh, front line. So they played them, they beat them the first game of the season or uh, the first matchup of the season. Uh, So, yeah, I, I'm okay with the uh, the Chargers here. The other team I would throw out there is, this is my version of the homering, but uh, I thought the Philadelphia Eagles, they got the red the Washington football team in weeks 15. They have the New York football Giants in week 16, and then they have Washington football team to close out the season. So Ooh. I love going up against any NFC East team that is not the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, that's a bonus one. I love it. Yeah, hey, that Philly, that, that you got Washington twice, right? That's what you said? Yep. Taylor oh. Heineke, sign me up for that. He's inconsistent. Their run game, yeah, sure, they beat the de- the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that that was an outlier. That's not that's not going to be the norm. Yeah, and then they uh, Washington just lost their their pass that's rusher right. too. Yeah. So uh, Chase Young is out. For yeah, the season. Chase yeah. Young's out. Brutal. So that means that there's probably a, a lot of points to be scored uh, against Washington at this point now. And of course, that means that the defense can be on the field a little bit longer and get some more chances to rack up some sacks and maybe some interceptions. So, yeah, that's yep, a good one. Totally I like great. it. I like it. Uh, all right. Titus, that was all 10. That was crazy. <laughs> we hit the end. Crazy. Yeah. Doesn't well, even seem like I feel like we we're only talking for like 20 minutes, man. That's crazy. Um, before we go, just want to throw out one other guy that I think is worthy of it. Um, he was like on my, my bubble list, Carlos Hyde. And Ooh. the only reason I'm saying Carlos Hyde don't don't slaughter me for this one, but <laughs> James Robinson isn't completely healthy, right? And the Jaguars are completely in utter trash. So at this point, you can do worse by getting the backup running back on a team that's tanking and has a really favorable schedule towards the end of the season. They play the Houston Texans in week 15, and they get the Jets licking my chops for the Jets in week 16. You can get rid of them after that. But make sure that you have him roster for those two weeks, just in case James Robinson isn't around. So just want to throw that out there as a one more potential flyer that you could take for the fancy playoffs. Oh, I love it. Carlos Hyde. I remember when he was a Niner. What a day. What a day. Uh, <laughs> somehow it always goes back to the Niners. <laughs> somehow it's a six degrees of separation. Everybody's a Bill Walsh disciple. So we're all good there. Uh, but uh, yeah, yes, that's facts. I, I like that. I like, and Jacksonville primed to take another number one pick. I'm sure if they keep continuing down the way, I mean, they're fighting the lions down the stretch for this, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Jaguars are pretty bad right now too. I don't know what another number one pick's going to do for them. I really don't, but we'll find out, I guess, won't we? 
We shall see. Uh, all right. Dan is one of the hardest working men in the business. He's got a lot of irons in the fire right now. So, Dan, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media and all of your fantastic work, not just for the SGPN, but for other uh, outlets as well. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus. Uh, you'll find me uh, producing podcasts for the Action Network. So check those out if you need any additional fantasy advice or betting insight outside of SGPN. But we know who the DGENs rock with. So mm-hmm. you could also find me on the PropCast with Munaf Manji every Friday, as well as um, doing fantasy rankings for SGPN as well. I haven't been ranking as well as of late. Um, I've been super busy. So I'll be honest, I, got, I haven't been at my, my best, but I'm going to I'm gonna get back on track this week um, to compete with my homies there. Um, and then also... Uh, just continue to support the NBA Gambling Podcast. Um, I know that they they have a, a solid crew this year. Um, miss you, ZB. I know you'll be back soon enough. Uh, but Terrell and uh, Jong have been cruising through along with Munaf. So, you know, if you need any tips on NBA betting, that is the place to go. Um, and, yeah, you can find me tweeting some things, doing some player props, and uh, talking fantasy. So thanks for having me on, Rod. Always a great pleasure to speak with you one of the best hosts i've ever worked with um so it's always great to hop on and talk football with you so glad your venmo account is saved in my phone because the (laughs) payoff for that is coming shortly uh thanks dan for jumping on i always love talking fantasy football with the other sgpn folks and especially with you to you who are listening out there guys and gals Hopefully you have survived some absolutely rugged, rugged weeks of fantasy football and uh, really just, uh, you know, can survive into the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully we helped. Thanks for listening as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, Thursday we're back for more. This time I will return. Uh, I do not have any prior engagements, so we'll be there. So see you on Thursday. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy your week. Hopefully get all your waiver pickups. And until next time, let it ride.